Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Paul Martin's Crucial Conversations. Today, we are really excited to have with us Michael Rucker. Michael is the CEO of Ivy Rehab Network, and Ivy Rehab is a private equity-backed company, physical therapy company, um, that is based out of White Plains, New York, and currently has 259 clinics in 11 states. And they now span as far west as Illinois, as far, as far south as South Carolina, and as far north as Connecticut, as well as the great state of Michigan. Michael, it is great to have you with us today. Well, hey, thanks, Paul. Appreciate being included, and it's, uh, it's terrific to be here. So, Michael, um, you know, we're, we're entering into a, another new world. <laughs> And as we enter into kind of a new phase, now I'm pushing through COVID, what are you now looking for in terms of the key attributes of a physical therapy practice that Ivy Rehab would be targeting right now? Yeah, uh, great opener. And Paul, I'm gonna just build on the uh, introduction here just on behalf of the 25 fantastic teammates at Ivy Rehab, I'll, I'll tell you just a. Uh, in the audience, just a little bit more about Ivy, um, and then uh, and then I'll, I'll bounce into the question there in just a minute. Uh, Ivy founded back in 2003, interestingly, in a single site. Um, we are a values-based organization, and we're built around this notion that our business is pretty simple. If you can just keep in mind, it's all about the people, and uh, we're also uh, a little different in that we consider ourselves and what we take a lot of pride in what we're trying to build together is more of a community uh, first and a company second. And uh, I think what, you, what, what uh, is, is interesting to me and, and I hear a lot about from our teams is really serious about generating results first and foremost uh, for our patients um, then as it relates to the work that we do around creating supportive work environments and finally maintaining, and we take this seriously, maintaining healthy uh, financial pictures at each of our practices. And we think that that balance involving patients and teammates and finances is really important and it's going to allow us to continue to invest more heavily uh, over time in continuing education uh, the latest technologies, the clinical technologies that we want to make sure that our, our caregivers have, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, uh, de novo sites that afford leadership opportunities to many of our teammates. And again, we think that that, that balance uh, around teammates uh, and patients and economics is one that's important uh, for us to keep in mind. And ultimately, it allows us to keep control of our destiny uh, at Ivy. Sure. And just, just two, two quick special thanks. Um, one, uh, the, the group at Ivy that's the dedicated group around M&A and making investments in, in practices, uh, the integration uh, process at Ivy that we take so much pride in, um, that team has allowed us over the last four years to successfully invest in 35 practices with 150 sites. It's incredible wow. when I look back on it. Um, just couldn't be more proud or, or grateful to that team. And, um, and so thank you, uh, everybody uh, who's been involved in that. And then one last group, and, and uh, we'll go to the question here, Paul. I'll, I'll take a breath and then go to the question in case you've got something <laughs> to add. Uh, 
just a broader thanks. Uh, we've, we've all come through this last year, but a broader thanks to everybody who is involved in the provision of hands-on service to patients and outpatient physical therapy, outpatient rehab, uh, the way that you have given of yourselves, uh, this, this shared sacrifice that has come in so many forms over the course of the last 12 months. It's sobering. I'm humbled uh, to see it. And it is just a wonderful reminder of what living lives uh, directed at the service of others is all about. So very inspiring uh, to me uh, personally. And so thank you to everybody at Ivy and, and, and beyond. Um, Paul, did you want to interject or I can? I can yeah, uh, no, I, I absolutely. And it's, it's such a great point because, you know, we think back, um, you know, obviously well over a year now ago and we were all presented with probably one of the greatest challenges, greatest clinical and business challenges of our lives. And to see how, you know, on the ground, on the front lines, how physical therapists have responded to that is really a testament to the industry, um, to the profession, and a testament to leaders like yourself who have, you know, created that path for physical therapists to be so successful getting through this. And so now well, that we're, yeah, now that we're kind of getting through this, what are you guys looking for? Well, what, 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 yeah, what, do, what are some of the key attributes of, of a PT practice that you guys are looking for right now? It, it's a great question. And, and, and these things have been pretty consistent uh, throughout uh, my tenure over the last about five years at, at, at Ivy. Um, we're, we're really looking for strong practices, not, not practices that need us to come in and, and, and fix, a, fix a lot of things. So practices that are proud, practices that uh, are largely doing well, practices with a growth orientation, um, and leaders who want to remain involved, um, not just as leaders of the practice, but also as partners and co-investors in the practice. So strong growth-oriented practices, leaders who want to remain involved, uh, leaders who want to remain, uh, who want to keep some skin in the game. That's number one. Uh, number two, uh, in a list of three, uh, is really entrepreneurs open to the idea that being a part of Ivy um, in this community that we're building of practices and, and best practices and this network um, could be complementary. So we're not interested in coming in and telling you how to operate a, a physical therapy practice, but we're, we're interested in people who are open-minded and, and interested in the, the advantage that a, that, a, that a more substantial or larger network represents such that, wow, that could complement this beautiful, this beautiful business, this beautiful practice and all the wonderful work that I'm doing in my community. Uh, the, the folks who do best at Ivy and what we look for is Folks who say, you know what, there may be one or two ways that, that Ivy could make us stronger, better. That's important. And then thirdly, uh, and, and lastly, I'd say, um, we're also looking for principals and uh, members of their teams at the practices that we make investments in. Uh, we want folks who want to make Ivy better. And we're a group of leaders and we're a group of, of teammates at Ivy who not only are interested in offering a few nuggets and, and, and complementing uh, the, the strong practices that we're making investments in, but at the same time, we want people who want to be involved 
and who are looking for ways to um, make Ivy a stronger community across the board. Sure, sure. And, you know, so it sounds like, Michael, what you're saying is you're not, you're not targeting fixer-uppers, <laughs> you know, companies that need a lot of work and there's a lot of opportunity. Um, but you're looking for companies that have shown a level of strength um, that they could continue on um, independent of Ivy if they, if they chose that route, um, but that they see some complementary things that Ivy could bring that could bring that company to a new level. Yeah, we say, we say better together a lot. Yeah. And if, it, if, it, if, 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 if the uh, practice owner, the entrepreneur, the, the, the seller, if you will, uh, relates to that and thinks that we could be better together in, in both directions, um, that's, that's a big part of the, what we've seen be successful. So if there's one factor as you look at a PT company, lots of factors involved in a PT company from metrics to business structure to partnership models, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if there's one factor that sets a PT company apart, really drives Ivy Rehab to target that company, what would that factor be? Uh, it, it's the cultural and values fit of the leadership team at the practice and the tone that they've set and are determining that it's consistent and it's from a relationship standpoint going to be a good fit initially and, and over time. Um, that, and, and I'd say that I'm, I'm going to cheat and give you kind of two things here. But to, so <laughs> that's okay. a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, it's back to this business being, you know, all about the people uh, on that first cultural and values fit. The, se the second piece, and it's related, is this notion that the folks that do best at Ivy are committed to continuous personal and professional development and growth. Um, sometimes that's clinical, and a lot of times that has to do with the, the person, the human being, and the leader that they are. We think and, and invest uh, heavily in that uh, and have uh, some of what we think are the, the leading leadership development programs uh, in the industry uh, that, that we have developed in the, in the recent years. And so those are a couple of things, uh, Paul, that, that, that uh, ultimately I think it boils down to. And, and that really resonates. Um, you know, I can hear Tom in the office, two offices away from him, but he talks a little loud when he gets excited. So I, I can hear him. And we always say, Michael, that your best partner is going to come with first, the best cultural fit, second, the best structure to the transaction, and then third is price. And, you know, and many times, you know, that can be reversed in an owner's thinking as they enter into the market. So you're a business guy, not a physical therapist. And um, I, I know you have had, you know, a number of different and have worked in a number of different healthcare industries as a leader. But what do you see will be the impact to private practice of now another pure play outpatient physical therapy company that will be in the public market. And I don't think we have to hide this, but it's ATI and they're going into the public market through a SPAC, which will move them there 
more, more quickly. Um, but what, what do you think the impact to private practices will be having that additional now publicly traded company? So uh, 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 I've got four or five parts to my answer here, <laughs> I, I think, as I hear the question. Um, first, you talk about public, uh, publicly traded companies in our business, and I can't help but say Chris Redding and the team at USPH have been absolutely wonderful representatives of the profession in the industry and in the public markets uh, for many, many years. And they've, they've uh, wow, what a track record, right? I mean, in classy, classy folks there. Um, second, you know, as you, as you read a little bit, you hear a little bit about the, the SPAC and ATI and the, the team that Labide uh, has pulled together there at ATI over the last year or two. Um, I think it's terrific. Uh, I think they're, they're a sharp, capable team. Um, they've got uh, some real clear ideas about how to articulate the value proposition of what we do. Um, in some new uh, and, and you know powerful ways, and I think it's going to be helpful to everybody. Uh, uh, you know, some of the some of the uh, organizations the size of Ivy or or, or, or like sized organizations to to the one that I represent, but also to private practice. I, I think that's helpful. Um, and I tell you, I've worked in both scaled private equity backed companies and and, and public settings and. Um, I, I really think this is a positive thing. It further confirms, you know, this interest level um, and that it is extremely high, uh, both from sources of private, uh, private equity uh, and public capital. And they're interested, I, I think, what I'm reading into this is they're interested in well-run, growth-oriented, uh, single specialty distributed healthcare services businesses. Um, and I, I think ATI fits the bill. I think they're going to represent us uh, well. We're certainly rooting for them. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, it confirms that. And I, I also think it's good for the private practice and, and, and everybody in our uh, in this profession and in our industry, because there'll be another public set of reports available about PT. Uh, and and um, I think creating that visibility, that understanding of what we do, um, and increasingly kind of how we fit into the healthcare continuum uh, and how we're creating value in regards to musculoskeletal needs, but also, um, and, and that's a big part of healthcare spend, and that gets a lot of attention, and we need to continue to pay attention to that, but also you know, fill in the blank, women's health, pediatrics, and, and, and so many more applications uh, of, of uh, physical therapy. I think shining a light on that and, and, and allowing for there to be more public attention drawn through the reports that, uh, that, that Labide and the team at ATI will, will generate is going to be a big deal. And then last, lastly, I, I would say, um, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the day-to-day -day in, in private practice. Um, I, I would say that, um, you know, the focus there, uh, just like it is at Ivy, is for us to continue to uh, deliver value to patients um, in partnership with the other providers, primary care groups, uh, orthopedic groups, et cetera, in, in our communities, and to do that in a way that's consistent with the triple aim, uh, which of course has to do with patient experience, demonstrating uh, measured 
outstanding outcomes and, and, and doing that in a, in a cost-effective manner. So that's, that's, that's kind of how I think it's going to intersect with private practice. Yeah, and, and you know, um, one of the things that you brought up, which, which I think is, is huge for the profession, is, again, the value that we provide within the healthcare services continuum. And I think you said single service healthcare, um, healthcare services, um, which, you know, the industry does, the industry and the profession does not get enough credit for the value that we provide to patients. And we are underserving patients in so many ways, as you said, women's health and a number of other verticals that we really should be seeing a lot of those patients and, and we just don't. Um, and so I, I'm excited about it as well. You know, at Martin Healthcare Advisors, we are as well. Do you think now that we'll have two pure play outpatient physical therapy, private, you know, publicly traded companies, you know, select, which is, you know, they have their, their, their outpatient, but they're also in some other verticals. Um, do you think we'll see more in the future? I think so. I, I think it'll be interesting to see the, 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 the sort of um, uh, SPAC uh, uh, vehicles uh, have gained a lot of notoriety and are getting a lot of attention. It's possible. You've probably got one or two other organizations out there that have the scale uh, to be viable, sensible, you know, uh, public, uh, public companies today. Uh, I think there are some things that could lead to some other like-size company combinations that would certainly put organizations in a spot where, you know, they, they have the scale where that would make sense. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to valuations uh, as uh, the second pure play comes in, both initially and then over time. But if the valuations are maintained and... Uh, there continue to be, you know, a, 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 uh, an arbitrage or a, a, a substantial difference between the public multiple and the multiples that we're seeing in the private marketplace. Um, I, I think there, there very well could be another one or two uh, PT companies over the course of the next 24 months that are, that are public. Yeah, that would be exciting. That would be exciting. So, Let's go now to, you know, the results of the election. And, you know, as you look now, and we've had, you know, some months um, to kind of see some of the initial impacts, but what do you see will be the impact, both positive and negative, of the new Biden administration and some of the policies that are being set forth? Yeah, I, there, there are four things that, that, that come to mind for me, and as I've thought a little bit about this, um, one is th there's a there's a change in the cap gains, and this kind of goes back to you know uh, folks in private practice, and if you're considering you know moving forward with a partnership of some sort, this notion that there'd be a change in the capital gains treatment, um, and I I don't think anybody's predicting that it'll go down uh, with a Democratic administration, but may well go up on January one or at some point in 2022. I, I think. That's a that's a real consideration and something that um, uh, you, you know has meaningful sort of economic implications for private practice owners. Um, so that that's one consideration, and uh, and I don't think I'd call that a positive. Um, but 
two, we heard we, we were hearing more about this over the last couple of weeks. And then there was an Amazon implication here around unionization of, of workforces. And I think, you know, initial reports are that Amazon is going to avoid, uh, you know, any a, a union. At least that's the latest that I've heard. Um, I would view a, a lot of unionization in our business as a unnecessary and, and towards uh, towards negative. Um, I know there are a lot of you know counterpoints to that viewpoint, but uh, I think that's another. So cap gains and, and unionization uh, that's been on my mind. Um, uh, access to care. I think you know could this be a positive, a democratic uh, um, uh, administration? You know, do they fancy themselves as being the group that wants to? Uh, open uh, additional access uh, to care and, and what would that look like? For me, is that a positive or negative? I think it depends what it would work out to be and, and what that would look like. But I think access to care is something that's on my mind and, and I encourage others to be you know watching that carefully. And then the fourth point, of course, is reimbursement. And I think whether it's a, uh, a Republican or Democratic administration, tremendous pressure. Uh, this COVID uh, pandemic has been incredibly, you know, to the tune of trillions of dollars expensive in, uh, and absolutely is residing in, a, in an increased federal deficit. And I think we're going to see reimbursement pressure. Uh, and again, whether it's Republican or, or Democratic uh, administration, um, I, I think uh, that's going to be something that um, is probably a negative uh, around reimbursement just because I think the government is going to be looking at uh, ways to uh, eliminate or limit, you know, further pressure on, on a growing deficit. And, and with that, I'll, I'll just place one plug in here. Um, super proud of the work that the APTQI has been doing, Nick Patel over there in particular, the director in terms of getting the profession, getting our industry um, on, on the fronts of our feet here in leaning in and being much more proactive in driving an agenda, a proactive agenda, trying to get ahead of, you know, what's coming. And so, you know, again, just a thank you to Nick and the APTQI and also to Justin and the APTA uh, for the work that they're doing. Um, and I would encourage everybody who's listening to think about how you can be involved. Think about how you can exercise your voice. Think about how you may make a, a, a contribution uh, to, um, in, in one way or another, to making sure that the profession and the industry's interests, both in the near term and in the mid to long run, are, are being represented. It's going to take us all. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, you have APTA, which traditionally was, you know, private practice, small independent private practice. And then, you know, you bring in the APTQI, which is really made up of larger business practice owners, but now working together. And you go to now, you know, this year we didn't go to any PPS conference. We all got on Zooms. But I can remember two years ago at the PPS conference, one of the biggest things um, that I walked away with is we're really starting to come together. You know, large physical therapy companies, small independent practices, 
finally really coming together and working together for the good of the profession. And, you know, I know a lot of the um, large companies out there, it's now the profession. The profession is, is really coming first in many of the decisions that are being made. Um, so I, I applaud, you know, folks like yourself um, and others in both of those organizations and others continuing to drive us forward as a profession. So Michael, what does the future look like for Ivy Rehab? Yeah, um, excited, to, uh, excited to reflect on the, the, the question and, and uh, the team and I are pretty bullish about our prospects up. One, I think that, that, that folks can continue to expect more of the same as it relates to our commitment to ongoing investment and culture teams um, and outsized investment and investments in, in personal and professional development opportunities for our, for our teammates and leaders, uh, both clinically and again around the leadership programs that we're excited about and, and are, are really beginning to pay dividends for us. Um, so more of the same along uh, uh, those sorts of investments. Uh, I would, I, I'm only more excited about the amount of resources and time we're beginning to spend uh, in and around investments that we have made and will continue to make in the application, the application of our clinical outcomes data with payers. Um, and I, I really think that there's an opportunity to uh, lead, for Ivy to lead in that regard. And uh, so um, more to come on that. And I think um, some of that will be sort of worthy of sharing um, in, in real public ways. Um, and, uh, you know, so more to come as it relates to, again, we're all gathering clinical information. How do we apply it in ways that demonstrates the value uh, that our caregivers are, are, uh, are, are creating and delivering? And then uh, thirdly, I'd say, um, you know, working more directly with primary care, um, risk-bearing medical groups, I think um, most of my time and energy over the last five years has been directed in, in, in thinking around um, very deliberately, you know, musculoskeletal and primarily we start with orthopedic uh, applications to what we do. Uh, again, I think, Paul, you referenced this earlier, um, tremendous application in primary care in creating capacity, reducing cost, enhancing the patient's experience in, in primary care. So more of that uh, becoming a focus at Ivy. And then lastly, uh, um, I, I think, you know, you can expect that we wind up continuing to grow rapidly and, and a lot of emphasis around uh, helping uh, support with tools and processes, uh, same store growth efforts where we're becoming more relevant in the communities that we're already in and the practices that we've already got, more in the way of de novos and strategic partnerships and then uh, I think you'll see that we will continue to be one of the leading uh, uh, investors in, uh, in new practice relationships, M&A, um, and, and some of the work that we've done with you and, and, and Tom and, and the other members of your team, Paul, uh, I think we'll, we'll still be uh, uh, deploying a lot of capital. Michael, this has been great. And I think um, our listeners today have, um, you know, really gotten a lot of value from our conversation and especially from you. Um, I can tell you that, you know, I first met you a number of years ago, but you had only been on the job 
I think for a couple of months, and I can remember coming away from that conversation, and I just said, man, this guy, for only being in the rehab industry for a couple of months, he gets it, really gets it. And I think this is going to take Ivy to a whole new level. And look, we, we, were, we were very close to the last administration at Ivy uh, with you know, Michael Neuscheller and the whole Clinton. And, and you know, we love those guys. And, um, but we, we, were, we were very confident um, that you were going to be really successful, and you have. Um, and I congratulate you for that. And um, I think you've been great for the industry as well. Um, I, I think that, you know, having folks like you that have come out of other industries see things in a different way. And in many cases, that allows us to see things in a different way and brings, you know, issues and it brings it to the forefront um, and, and things that we can solve. So I appreciate your time today, and um, I look forward to continuing to talk to you in the future. Well, likewise, and I just, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, to Martin and the entire team that you've assembled there, uh, all of the work that we've done, and we've done a bunch of work together, uh, always very positive experience um, uh, for us uh, as, as a buyer, and, and we hear lots of really uh, positive things from your clients as well about uh, how you all uh, shepherd them through the process and, and all of the qualities you bring to the table. So, uh, Paul, you're doing a ton for the industry as well. And, and uh, so thanks on behalf of everybody at Ivy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, again, if you're out there right now and you are, you know, kind of thinking maybe now is the time. Boy, it was rough going through COVID all by and as an independent. And you may be looking for a partner right now. Click below. I'll give you a call and we can talk. I appreciate all your attention today. I appreciate all of your participation and I look forward to talking to you in the very near future. Thank you.